Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello and welcome to the Scummy Mummies podcast. It's me, Helen Thorne. And it's me, Ellie Gibson. Guess what, Ellie? What, mate? We've got a TV legend on the podcast today. It is, of course, Kate Thornton. Hello! Who's the legend? Oh, <laughs> you are Kate Thornton. I'm, you are. Oh my God, I feel like Anne Robinson. I mean, I thought you were going to say Gary Wilmot, but okay. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take Kate Thornton. Uh, <laughs> she's both wonderful and available and she lives down the road from us I live Ellie. down the road from you oh my god see see, Ellie and I and we, we've just recently been on Kate Thornton's podcast a mere 10 minutes ago mm. and yeah. we we've gone back to back girls let's let's hit it hard like. I know we're, we're about we're about seven what do you say how many sheets to the wind <laughs> well, in your case 49 <laughs> uh, yeah, so the girls have just done white one question time with me that involves three glasses of wine. We're still drinking, so this would be glass number four. Yes, yeah. this, this is when the real party started. And do you started. know what four glasses is? That's one bottle each. Yeah. <laughs> she knows. Just Speak call me Oddbin. We're, we're on the Chablis, which is very nice. But I'm, I'm thrilled to have Kate Thornton in the house. Now, we met Kate... Uh, about I think about three or four years three ago. Four. No, and you were just wonderful. I was like, oh my god, you were exactly like you are on the telly, just bright, funny, warm, lovely, and pretending you that can't you think turn everyone over. around you is talented. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, I'll be honest, it was a real thrill. I mean, it is always a thrill to see you because you're lovely. But um, I am a massive. X Factor fan. Are you? Historically. Um, so. <laughs> no, no, I know, I'm an X Factor fan too. Uh, I, I mean, yeah, you do see um, the full spectrum of talent that's out there when you host a show like that. Mm. Uh, for sure. And um, as much as we discovered people like, I mean, um, uh, Leona Lewis, who's amazing. Um, there were people as well that, that will stick will stay with me forever. But, you know, you don't do a job like that unless you're up for being open to every kind of people. And even the people that would come on and you think, you know, their family's going, honestly, she sounds like Mariah. <laughs> and then she'd, they'd, and you'd go, oh, dear God. <laughs> Do you know what? It doesn't matter because they feel good when they open their mouths and sing and they'd feel like Mariah. And if you feel like Mariah... Fill your boots, my friend. That's a good thing. Yeah. But just do it in so, the comfort of your own home. Well, you know, and wouldn't necessarily encourage my child if they didn't sound like Mariah to go on TV saying that they did. Yeah. However, 
you know, I hope that no harm was done. Mm. I do hope that no harm was done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we once auditioned for Britain's Got Talent. Mm. Oh, my How God. How did that go? So again, so it, it was like you saw, like there were cues going up and we we arrived in our gold cat suits, right? So immediately there were people with cameras on it going, you guys come with us. And they and they sort of filmed us and we felt a bit special because, you know, we stuck out. Special like, in a good way? We, we sat out, we, sat, we stuck out like a fat Oscar. That was what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> amongst you know the hopefuls, the magicians, the dancers, the like school... a hard on at a funeral. Yeah, <laughs> exactly right. I mean, obviously we didn't we didn't get through to any of the shows, but what? you just saw. You say, obviously, you're very talented women. I have. think we're too talented. <laughs> they would have problem. had to rename the show. Britain's got too much talent. <laughs> and fair enough, they didn't yeah. want to do that. So you yeah, know, I think that was that was that. But yeah. you know, genuinely, when I was doing the show, and before that, I'd done two years on Pop Idol. So, you know, you're talking about sort of six, nearly seven years. Who, was, who, who were your pop idols then? Uh, well, there were only two. Yeah. Michelle McManus and Will Young. <gasps> Will Young? Yeah. Oh, he was on The Factor, Will Young. No, he was pop idol one. Oh. Will and Gareth with Darius in third place. Oh, oh Darius. It's a dream I team. <laughs> Darius, Darius Dinesh. Yeah. Darius is, the, again, national treasure. He's a national treasure. It was <laughs> wonderful, that show. Yeah. I mean, that, for me, if you're talking about like, moments in time, the first season of Pop Idol, it was, it was wonderful. The whole country was talking about mm. it. We were invited, me and Anton Deck, to go and advise Parliament on how to get young people to vote. <laughs> Hello? This is the best sentence I've ever heard in my life. I know, because more people voted for Pop Idol than they did in the general election. Oh, my God. Wow. True story. We need that you, Kate so Thornton. Go back to Parliament. Depressing. <laughs> it's depressing, isn't it? I want to kill myself now. Thanks, oh Kate Thornton. <laughs> I'm, I'm elated. This is exciting. Hey, Ellie, I'm going to take this night. I'm going to make it evergreen. <laughs> Do you know what? That's one of my running tracks. Yeah. Is it? I, don't I know love Helen it. And I have mentioned that we're we're training. running the marathon. We're we're training for a marathon. Sponsor them. Sponsor them. Sponsor yes, them. We, Sponsor us. Yes. Um, and I, one of my my running uh, favorites is um, very hard gay house remixes of X Factor classics. <laughs> and believe it or not, there's quite a lot of them out there. Oh, listeners! I mean, Ellie runs around Dulwich Park to see your house. I do. You, I do run. I run Dulwich Park as yeah, well. Yeah. I, should all, I go today. through Bel Air Park up to Dulwich Park and then back home. And then that's if I can't get to the gym and do a few free weights at home. Well, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get a big '80s ghetto blaster, <laughs> yeah, like, and I'm going to carry it on one shoulder. We're going to meet in the park and we're yeah. going to do a run. What's your expect to play? The gay house remix of the climb by Joe McEldry. <laughs> <laughs> Weirdly, well, I, love you, really I did a half marathon on Saturday and it came on in the last like 10 minutes and I was like, it's the climb. It's the climb. You're so camp. So, so good. But yeah. so, I love I love your passion for the X Factor. Go on then. What else do you want to know? Wagner, was that on your watch? Wagner. Was that post? No. No, he wasn't. No. Oh, okay. No. But he yeah, was good, right? Yeah, absolutely. I love, I, that was, that was, that was for me. because I Chico was mine. Oh. Chico. Chico's from South East London, isn't he from Chico, Lewisham? Chico time, yeah. We is still it, speak, we're in touch. Is it, is it still Chico time in Kate Thornton's world? Always Chico time. But this never, is exclusive, I feel like this is... There's never a bad time <laughs> for oh some God. Chico. Oh my do God. You, do you meet up and like... Is We've he... run into each other a few times, which has been lovely. Do you um, always ask him what time it is? <laughs> no. <laughs> How can you not? Because I'm not an arsehole, <laughs> but you're welcome. <laughs> Again, it's like such a sliding nice doors man. moment. Just, oh, just text I love Chico. And what I loved about Chico was when the right contestant finds the right judge who genuinely gives a shit. Yeah. And that was Chico and Sharon with Aussie. 
Yes. Uh, they loved Chico. They embraced Chico. They celebrated Chico. The Osbournes are such a lovely family. Sharon is a queen. I love and adore her. She did once send someone a shit in a jiffy bag. Not just <laughs> once, babe. <laughs> did you get one? <laughs> she did no, not. No, she sends lovely gifts. No, but she did. Many yeah. times. She used to send people human shits. Or she'd get her kids to do shits or her dogs. If she was feeling a bit, you know, mm. unable to... And you're to... all right with that, are you? <laughs> you don't think that's a bit next level? <laughs> I love her. She's a character. She's a one. I, mean, yeah. I love you're, her. You sound like one of those people who write to serial killers in prison and get engaged. <laughs> like, well, all right, you did something bad. It's not the end of the world. I mean... Uh, uh, I, 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 I'm sorry, but I just adore Sharon. I really do. And mm. Ozzy and Jack and Kelly and Amy. I just think they are... They really are a wonderful family. Just don't get on the wrong side of them. That's <laughs> yeah. what I'm yeah. Check your mail. <laughs> oh, amazing. But I feel like we're getting sidetracked. We are getting sidetracked because we are genuinely excited. But who, who is Kate Thornton? I mean, yes, who are that's you? That's a Kate very Thornton? good question. I don't know. She, she's, she's done. She's done telly. She's a DJ. She is now an amazing podcaster and about award-nominated podcaster. I know. Who could believe? Tell it. the listeners about that, Kate. I know we keep getting nominated for awards. Bloody we haven't awesome. won any yet, but I'm really chuffed with the nominations because we're only just literally, as we sit here today, a year and a week old. So wow, I'm thrilled. Yeah. And it's white wine question time. We've yeah. just been on it. It's excellent. I have listened to uh, several episodes. It's so good. I would say, if you're, if you're new to Kate's podcast, listen oh, first to the Matt Goss episode because of Bros. It's excellent. Oh, and, and do you know what? It's great following you on Instagram. You're just always so sunny and smiley. And No one wants to hear the shit, do they? Or do they? I don't know. No, I mean, no. I'm honest. Like yeah. if, if, you know, when things are comically going wrong in life, then I will post the hell out of that because I yeah. think sometimes it's good for people to know and understand. And actually with the podcast, every week, I mean, we've been going for just every year now, so I'm like 54 episodes. I talk about everything, the mm. good, the bad, the ugly. And and I think that's really, I think you have to. If you're gonna if you're going to do a show like yours or mine, you just have to be real about it and you can't try to dress it up or stick a Vaseline lens on it. It just doesn't work. With social media, it's like my rule is I only follow people if I'd like them in my house. Mm. It's a good rule. Very good rule. Like if if I you know if if you're not welcome in my home, then I don't want you on my feed. Simple as that. Oh my god, we need to colour like at least six thousand people. It's <laughs> <laughs> a massive delete. Should we, should we end the episode? Have you got some? You got some work to do. Uh, yeah, just anyway. That's tomorrow's job done. And I think, and because you came to fame before social media, pre-social media. Yeah. Otherwise, are you kidding me? I would not even want. To go anywhere near this, really yeah. seriously. So, well, if you're, son, it was hard. If your son came to you tomorrow and said, oh, "I want to do what you did, and I want to do telly and do all that," would you really say, "No, don't do it"? I wouldn't say, "No, don't do it." I'd say, "Be aware of what comes with it," mm. because when I started, it was hard enough, and there wasn't any social media. I mean, I left, I left Smash Hits when I was twenty-two, and we didn't can even you, have the internet. Blow, so, you were you editor now, of Smash Hits? Yeah, I was like, twenty-one. Amazing. But, you know, just to give you a kind of timeline of tech, and I know, Ellie, you know your tech, we didn't even have, we didn't have email, you know. We Mm. had a fax machine, and I had a pager and a mobile phone that came with a strap (laughs) and a freaking aerial that pulled up. I worked for the Vietnam News, which even in 2002 was written on Word (laughs) 2.0. Seriously. I still write on that. What are you talking about? (laughs) What's wrong with words? I had a fax machine at home. Which I thought was super swanky. I was like, oh, fancy oh, pants. Look at me. <laughs> I'm I like, you know, I had a friend's yeah. one, then you'd hear. 
<laughs> like, oh, sorry, I just got a fax coming through. Yeah. And, uh, next I've my... got to make sure these colour me bad lyrics are accurate <laughs> or disaster. I'm just standing next to my giant swatch on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, my page is buzzing. I must, uh, I must find a payphone. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, my my eldest son came in. We stayed at a hotel Saturday night on Sunday morning. He he wandered in. He went, Mum. I was like, what? And he went, oh, there's only 10 channels on the television. Poor thing. I nearly threw him out the window. I was like, you don't. I remember when Channel 5 launched. So do I. One of the most exciting (laughs) days of my life. Spice Girls. Sunset Beach. Oh, family affairs. Oh, what times we had. What times. Did you get to be the editor at 21? That's amazing. I, I started in the January, and I think just before Christmas, brilliantly take that announcement that they were splitting up I was like oh great right. <laughs> and it was there was a bit of a there was a bit of a pop famine I've got to be honest I mean like I rinsed the demise of take that massively yeah uh, and then we had a very dry summer until suddenly five girls exploded into the office demanding coverage and I loved them and they were undeniable and they were the Spice Girls yeah oh. you did you know the minute you saw them you were like yeah no this is a yeah thing. I put did my you? neck on the line for them really I'd, I'd said I kept getting told you know girls don't sell magazines to girls you don't put girls on the cover. I was like, nothing. Who told you that? Was it men by any chance? <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, what a shocker. What an absolute shocker. <laughs> and, um, and I just said, look, nothing's selling magazines at the moment. We're literally stapling five pound notes to the cover. We're giving away like, you know, free necklace. Yeah. Um, you know, free this, free that. And I'd said to them, in, you know, I can't give you a cover until you have a number one. But the moment you go to number one, I'll give you your first cover. And they did, and I did. Oh, oh my god! Yeah. And I remember it now because they were in Japan when they shot it. We shot it in twenty minutes. I wasn't even there, and I I flew out a photographer that I really trusted called Tom Howard, and I said to him, um, "I know exactly what this cover needs to be. It's really simple. I want a a, a bright pink colorama, so like a white. Uh, that's the color of the backdrop, bright pink. Mm. And I just want them to punch their way through it. And the, and the cover line is kapow." Yeah, and it's like they're here, and yeah. and times have changed. It's all about the ladies now. I really wanted to be a part of that, that that, that shift. shift. Yeah. yeah, and Jerry had kind of got me on the hoof in the office because she came in and she was the most vocal of all of them, and she'd said to me, "You've got to do this. You're the first woman in this chair, and you owe it to us." And I felt that sense of girl power responsibility, as ridiculous as it might sound. Mm. I honestly, I bought into it. They sold me on their manifesto of girl power, mm. and I thought actually. I'm the first woman in this chair. This magazine's been going for decades. It's for girls. Why has it never been edited by a girl? This is ridiculous. Yeah. We are women of our time. And my, my obligation, really, is to pay it forward and help other women. And it didn't work out as well for shampoo as I would have hoped, but it definitely worked for Spice Girls. <laughs> we love girls. shampoo. Uh, uh, we're, we're in, in trouble. trouble. I mean, <laughs> let us not forget, with no shampoo, there would have been no Daphne and Celeste. Let <laughs> us <laughs> pay respects. Or Biddy Boo doing the do. Come doing on. Doing the do. She's uh, a great songwriter. Yeah. Oh, Kathy yeah. Dennis, brilliant songwriter. Did not know that. Kathy Dennis wrote yeah, Toxic for Britney. She wrote <gasps> that is one of, um, that's, that's Can't one Get of You my... Out of My Head for Britney. For Kylie. Uh, for Kylie, sorry. Um, These are all my running tracks. Thank oh my you, God. Kathy Dennis. You, you, you Google Kathy Dennis. We need she to get her on the is... No relation to Stefan. Uh, <laughs> what a shame. One. No. But so, would you have done the same in my position? You know? You, what do you mean? It, we, no, I'm a massive sexist. I would told the Spice Girls to go fuck women. themselves. No, but would you have felt that Where's same five? Sense Where's of that band with the number in the title? I like that. Many years after. Babe, I don't know. I don't know. Would you have felt the same? It's really interesting. There was a turn that. I heard last year by the wonderful comedian and local uh, alumni, uh, Jenny Claire, of pulling ah. the ladder up. And she said, I, haven't pu- I don't pull the ladder up. No, I don't pull the ladder up. It, 
it's it, it was it, it almost gives me chills thinking about that statement. It's such a powerful thing. It's mm-hmm. like I'm not going to pull the ladder up. Like I've made my way up here, and I recognise follow me. You are. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. And it, it's such a wonderful thing to be able to do for someone to sort of empower them to follow you. Well, I think you know we have kind of a responsibility. I mean, if you look at us in terms of. Uh, don't get heavy here because I know you guys are comedians. But if no, you... man, let's go heavy. Pass, I love pass heavy. The wine, pass the wine. Okay, <laughs> we need have... more Chablis. Callum, <laughs> have the talk juice. Have the talk juice. So I, you know, I, I think if you track it, if you track it back, right, mm. we are the first generation of women who um, were probably university educated. Mm. Um, we're of that era. Yeah. Um, so if you think about our mothers, they probably had jobs that were vocational, like jobs rather than careers. And I think we're the game changers and we're building the roads out. I always refer to us as like the Romans where we are literally carving our own path. Mm-hmm. And it's up for us to keep, you know, it's up to us to keep the ladder down so people can follow us. You don't yeah. Yeah. build a road out and then put a bloody big gate on it. Yeah. Yeah. And also I think it's about, we have to recognise our privilege as white women as well. We have totally. another privilege. We have, that's another responsibility. Huge. That, you know, we have to think about that and, you know, I'm, I'm very... I'm very right on person. That's what I'm saying. That's basically what I'm saying. No, Ellie, no, you're Ellie I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. And we do have a responsibility to bring everybody along with us. Mm. And, you know, that doesn't happen unless people raise it as an issue. And, the, and, and unfortunately, the people that need to raise it are those in the position of privilege in the first place. And if you don't say it, it doesn't happen. Mm. And we have to say it because it has to happen. Yeah. What I'm saying is we need more ladders. Everybody get all the ladders. <laughs> we'll just get all the ladders. <laughs> Nobody pull any ladders up ever. <laughs> And we'll just get more ladders, and then the metaphors be fine. are amazing. Oh, we're, I mean. we're, we're so meta, 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 metaphor. <laughs> I had a pretty poor education. I'll be honest with you. Mm. I had a terrible time at school. Uh, I certainly wasn't born into wealth. I am white. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'll, I'll give you that. Uh, we're a working class and family. Blonde, that's ten points. That's not. <laughs> he says it's real. It is actually. But anyway, do the carpets helped. match the curtains? They do. Yay! <laughs> Callum's been sick in his mouth again <laughs> <laughs> for the fourteenth, fourteenth time. Um, so I had to really fight for 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 what I. I mean, I remember saying at school what I wanted to do to a careers advice officer, mm. and she literally scoffed in my face and told me to consider a typing pool. Did you pers- say I want to introduce Chico Time on national television <laughs> at eight o'clock on a Saturday night? Did you say Not that? Quite. Because uh, I would have laughed in your I face. Said, I want to tell stories. <laughs> I want to be a storyteller. She's yeah. like, she said, "What do you mean?" I said, "I want to be a journalist. I want to bring information to the world. I learnt, it's the only thing I'm good at is English and." articulating people's stories yeah and she said don't be ridiculous and she squashed me and and i think that's so wrong i just don't think you can put ceilings on people no and um so so i like to think that i went on to do what i've done in spite of people like her so then how does that translate into your parenting so you're saying you had a good good upbringing and you were allowed to sort of do what you want to do do you consciously try and weave that into how you raise your son like so how do you no see give us some practical tips kate thornton that's what i'm saying (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing how do i do that no i just think just just you know teach them the importance of like self-belief because we walk around is that by talking to them or is that it's in everything it's about praising what they do well and pulling them up when they do it wrong and explaining why i think you can never just go go like that's that's a shit piece of work do you know what i mean i would say you probably could have done a little bit better on that and here's why yeah. Rather than that's just a shit piece of work. But then here's why isn't because you're a little bit thick. Nothing like no, that. No, no, I just say if you've added that in and you do this, mm. if you if you just put an extra ten percent in, we would say, you know, finish a piece of work and I would say to my son, and now go back and go the extra mile. Mm. And that's really great advice. And, and that's yeah. it. And it's like mm. and that's always the difference between a C and a B. 
Yeah. Mm. You know, that's it. I, I, one of my sons, I won't say which one, but one of my sons, his thing is, and we've talked about this with his teachers, just at parents, not, not as an issue, but with parents, his thing is he will sort of generally, he's a bright kid, but he'll sort of do the bare minimum he can get that's away so with boys. in terms of get over the line. Just that's get boys. over the line. Yeah. He'll just be like, and if the teacher says, like, so these are the five these are the five questions you have to do. He'll do three. And also there's two extra. And then he'll his first, he'll put his hand up and go, do I have to do the extra ones? Yeah. And she'll go, well, no. And he'll go, okay. And then he'll just do the five. Yeah. And like, I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I sort of feel like... No, you've like, got to smash that out of him. Have you, though? Bec- I think so. Or is there an argument that... I th- I like that he's smart enough. Maybe this is me making excuses. Is he smart enough, though? I like that he's smart enough to have worked out that you don't necessarily have to do all of the stuff. And if you don't do all of the stuff, really, what is the harm? What is okay. the loss? Well, yeah, you know, if that works for you, that's great. I don't know. I don't know if it does. I, I just, don't know. I don't know. I just think, you know, if I'd have taken that approach in my own life, I wouldn't be here. Mm, that's true. I'm not you. I'm like a grafter. I, and I'm a perfectionist much more than just, either of my sons. I'm much more, I want to get it done and I want to do all the well, things. I think as well, when you're a kid, you just don't know what's in you, what your possibilities are. And, I, and that never ends for me. I'm still mm. learning. I'm still pushing. I'm still trying new things. Yeah. And I love that. And I, I think, the, you know, I, this my main gripe is like, you know, people of our age saying, well, you know, there's no change in me now. I am what I am. It's like, no, you're not. No, we're you're constant, very malleable. We're constantly progressing. Surely yeah. we're learning. Our world is ever changing. Mm. You've got to keep pushing forward. I think you're always, you're always trying to, I mean, for me... It's not for everyone. Yeah. I mean, it's really irritating to find that, you know, the person that's like, yeah, everyone else has gone home and I'm still here doing the extra mile. What a wanker. But it's that's that's worked for me. Mm. But I'm curious. I always want to go, well, those additional two questions, I wonder what I could do with that. Yeah. I don't mind the graft. I like hard work. Mm. There's nothing better for me. I don't think, because I don't sleep particularly well. I have to read myself to sleep every night. Um, just to kind of empty my head. But I like to fall into bed exhausted and... I like to feel like I've given the day my best. Mm, yeah. And that could be trying to get the fluff off the skirt and boards behind my bed headboard. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. Yeah. it could be something I've written or something I've hosted. But I really... I suppose, but I, I rinse saying, the day, I suppose. Mm. I rinse. And I, I feel the same. Like, everything you're saying, I'm like, oh, that's me. Like, I, that resonates but with me. But then we should be pushed but that on our children. With, I would say, is that our personality types, though? Yeah, like, My husband is not that. You know my husband. <laughs> he's, 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 he's a lovely man. He's a lovely man, but that's not he's his very personality bare type. He's yeah. not like, what can I achieve? What can I learn? What can I do? Like, mm. you and I, he's like, you know, okay... I'm pretty happy. What can I do to maintain this level of happiness? That's what I'm so I, I sort of admire that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, that's it. I sort of admire so that. So maybe Sometimes that's what your son that. is. I'm jealous of the fact that he can walk in our house and if it's like dirty and messy, I'm like, ah, and I'm, I can't really Oh, I couldn't sit down and relax, relax in that. Exactly. No. But he can walk in. got size of spice straw. And not, exactly. I've got, <laughs> I've got a spice straw to alphabetize. But he can walk in and not, not see that and relax. And I'm sort of envious of that. I get you. I hear 100% what you're saying. And I, the way I sort of rationalise it with my partner is I say, I totally understand that you can walk in and not see the chaos, mm. but I can't sit down until the chaos is gone. And I don't expect you to help clear the chaos, but please don't judge me while I am overly just, ridiculous. Hold a minute. Hold a minute. And <laughs> that's exactly that conversation. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Like, yeah and they'll, they'll just go, can you not just sit down? I've not seen you all day. I'm like, I'll sit down when it's done. Yeah, and then my brain will stop and like, then, whirring. But yeah. at the moment, you're talking to me and all I can see is is things that need doing so you're not going to get the best of me so let me just be my neurotic mm. best self 
whilst you are not. Yeah. And you be you and I'll be me. And and I think it's understanding. And, and maybe we need to pass that down to our children mm. more. But at the moment, you know, when when I'm say, saying to myself, you know, my son, I'll have exactly those same things. It's like, what homework have you got? I've got this, this and this. And then there's this, which is optional. Okay, what are you going to do with the optional? Mm. Yeah. And then he'll go, mm, do you think I should do it? I'm like, it's, it's, your, it's for you to decide what do you think. And you can hear him go, I should go the extra mile. <laughs> <laughs> See, I think if I asked myself, I could hear myself going internally, you should do that. But I can hear my husband going, that's eh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a single parent, so there's, yeah. there's, yeah, yeah, there's one voice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I suppose I, I, I guess I'm kind of, my handprint is all over him, poor thing. Yeah. yeah but that, that, but that and I see actually, I yeah. see a lot of his... Um, I see a lot of me and him that um, I've probably put there, you know, nurture rather than nature. Mm. And mm. I question sometimes whether or not that's necessarily a good thing because sometimes it's exhausting being this busy mm. in your head, you know. I find myself exhausting. I don't want to. I don't want him to be as exhausting as I am. I'm, yeah. Yeah. My my head never rests. But you but you have downtime though. You I do. Yeah. And you you make sure you carve out. But that's that learned. Of, you know. I've yeah. learned to do that because it's good for me. Because otherwise, if I don't, it's not healthy. Yeah. No. Yeah. But that. And, but you get that from a sense from your social media as well that you you have you really value your family time. And I know yeah. you work very hard. That's obviously evident. But you really value your time with your totally. son and, and all that sort of that's, thing. That's what you work for. Yeah. It's really weird when I started out. I mean, I I've always loved what I do for a living, and I continue to. To do so and I'm so lucky I don't honestly feel like I've ever with the exception of a, a, a couple of years worked a day in my life mm. um, because I love 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 what I do but it changed the moment I gave birth I literally left all that ambition in the delivery room and now I work to live yeah and I work for the holidays and the memory making and the sunsets that we look at and the adventures that we go on because those are the things that make me Really happy now. What's really nice because well, you know, I'm not that I'm stalking you, slightly stalking you, but you, you, you've still got friends from you've that. You've got that nice lamp in your front room. Now. <laughs> <laughs> it really makes a difference. And I love what you've done with the bathroom. Our yeah, that's our son's good. The wallpaper's marvellous. It's the same place in Dulwich, <laughs> but it's fine. It's fine. Anyway, but um, like you, you've still got like friends from the the, the good times. In oh my god, yeah. I think probably the best way to describe it is that we are a collective because we're a, a bunch of women who have been collected by each other. We're, we've collected the best mm. of the women that we've we've encountered and they've become our people. And the other ones, you've just had them killed. That's They're just fine. dead to me. Just <laughs> fuck them. Hive them off. Hive them off. Feed on the remains. Swears. Move on. That's the Kate Thornton way. It's like no. busted, but for women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I would describe my friends as my muscles because they keep me strong. That's a, that's a lovely Aww. thing. Okay. I describe my friends as my muscles because often they make me want to throw up like I've got food poisoning. <laughs> so that's nice. uh, They're a bit off. Yeah. <laughs> they smell a bit fishy. <laughs> that's right. And I and watch you, you trained for this amazing bike ride a couple of years ago. Oh my Can God, you tell yeah. the, the listeners about that? Yeah. Well, that was born out of tragedy, really. Mm. Sorry to bring it down. No, that's um, okay. But a friend light of, shade, light shade. shade. But no, a really, really, really good friend of ours who was part of our collective mm. uh, called Nikki Waterman, who was a personal trainer. She passed away. Um, and she'd asked us as she was in the final stages of her life, would we do something that really pushed ourselves? And actually she said, you know, will you run a marathon for me? I said, fuck off, I hate marathons. I hate running. Idiots. I'm doing that. Absolutely. Jesus Christ, no. Attention seeking. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. <laughs> but what we did agree, in all seriousness, we agreed that we would do something that really pushed us, that would bring us together to remember her, uh, but push us and 
uh, raise money and raise awareness. Mm-hmm. And so Denise went out and organized this bike ride. <laughs> she said, it's Kerala. I said, oh, that sounds nice. It's better than a marathon, surely. And I said, well, is it going to be hard? And she went, no. Do we all have to wear one of Jamiroquai's hats? <laughs> <laughs> Or is beyond that and she, said, <laughs> she went, no, it's all around the coast. It's going to be lovely. And you can stop off and, like, if it gets a bit hot, you can swim in the sea. I was like, oh, that sounds amazing. What a lovely way to remember. Lovely. What a lovely it was thing. All, no, it wasn't like that at all. We got there. And, she, and I said to her, how much training should I do? She said, just do some spin classes. She'll be fine. And arrived in Kerala. And we never saw the coast. We were just, it was pure uphill. We did the equivalent of Snowdonia every day for five days in 40 degree heat and 87% humidity. How, how was your family, Kate? Ruined. You Red had a as, like, a, like a raw kebab. I, I heard recently a term. She had a mingery. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Do you know what I had to do? Sorry, sorry, Callum. This is probably <laughs> more a than you did. Accident. Brilliant. I'm trying to think of one, and I can't. But what I did have to do. Do you remember? You know those compied blister plasters oh, that yeah. you put on your heels. I had to put one of those on my WhatsApp. <gasps> on which? Oh, on the whole of the? Oh, not go that far. The, you don't need oh, to know that. Oh, I need to know. <laughs> That's no, I need off. To know. Oh, did you get flats. a blister on your nubbin? Oh, oh mate, babe. Oh, mate. Compied. Callum, don't be sick. <laughs> It wasn't nice. It wasn't nice. Oh, love. oh, love. Yeah, and dehydration and passing out. I mean, honestly, it was proper. It sounds but... like the 90s all over again. Yeah. Blister on your nubbin, passing out, dehydration. The We've Met all Bar. done it. We've oh, all love. done it. All that BBC. Um, <laughs> gosh. But where they sent us was where they send you to train before the Tour de France. Right. Like, um, and honestly, like, I mean, we had altitude sickness. We went so high. Oh and it gosh. was like, okay, going, Denise, you never said. Did you know, they didn't tell me. Oh my god! But it actually is is entirely what Nikki would have wanted, which was for us to push ourselves mm. and push ourselves and be more. miserable and in pain. That's <laughs> what she would have wanted. She would have loved that. <laughs> and it was a, it was a and you know what? Crossing that finishing line, and it was so emotional. Yeah. And we all got to about sort of six miles from the finish line, and we all came together. There was twenty two of us. We said, "Let's do it together," and we and we cycled in silence. <gasps> And just then when we hit that, and honestly, all you could hear was people crying. And that, that was. Or was the, that their clitorises weeping? <laughs> no, I think that was, a, that was. It will remain one of those Rolodex moments when you're led there on your deathbed. I remember Kerala. I remember camping in spice fields and tea plantations and mm. and the, the smells and the, the torture of those bikes <laughs> and getting back on that freaking bike and the compi blister blasters but I'll never forget that experience I'm so glad I did it and I'm yeah. ready now for my next adventure I don't mm. know what that looks like Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom like Evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from 
beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor. Oh, well, there we are. Now, now let's swiftly move, because you talking about Kerala actually was bringing back uh, memories of a couple of years ago, Ellie and I went with a brilliant charity, Practical Action. Oh, my God. I went with them Nepal. Too. Yes, I went to Nepal before you. Oh, did you? Oh, there did. we are. No, oh, no, now no, no. it's a competition. Because, <laughs> no, because that's why we are... I forgot. That's yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Andrew, yeah. Practical Action are one of those amazing charities that are just totally unsung heroes because actually what they do is far too practical to be sexy. Mm. Yeah. And, and, and they deserve to be sexy because uh, their practicality is awesome and ingenious and it's about bringing the most practical solutions to the the most difficult and deprived areas of the world so you tell me about your experiences yeah so we we went a couple of years ago to nepal and ellie and i were asked to do a podcast with women who had been suffering um from prolapses so they were living up at the top of the mountain and so many of the women during pregnancy or after giving birth were still working in such horrific circumstances like carrying out water or rice or whatever to feed their children and because of that the strain on their bodies caused them to have horrific prolapses wow. and so we were Ow. talking about how practical action did the most amazing thing in that they installed a pulley system so the women didn't have to suffer the the people in the village a pulley the system it's so simple right exactly yeah, this is their whole thing this is what I like and they're like it's, it, it's not about just chucking iPads at the problem or food no. just it's doing about a food drop what or, can yeah. we do that's a mechanical thing or a technical thing that people can manage themselves so the pulley system is something that can be managed by the people who live in the village and they can fix yeah. it if it goes wrong and all of this what can we do that's practical that will help people's lives day to day on what looks like a small level but actually on a massive level if it means that your womb doesn't fall out yeah. and you don't have a miscarriage and that's your family are fed thing. yeah yeah, yeah. And you get to grow up knowing you know, you're alive for them. Yeah, exactly. Or, or that the fact that they could bring down the produce that they had grown at the top of the mountain quickly down to the bottom of the mountain, they could sell the fresh produce that so they actually were economically independent yeah. and all that sort of thing. We were, when Practical Action kind of got in touch with us, we obviously we had, um, you know, we were like, oh, who was this charity? Because we hadn't really heard of them. And then when we found out what they did, we're like, oh my God, mm. they are actually, as you say, unsung heroes. They really are. Yeah. And a lot of their funding is match funded by the government. So they don't necessarily go out and raise as aggressively in terms of fundraising as some yeah. of the other charities. But that's changing and they really need mm. our support. It's about enabling communities to become more self-sufficient. So it's not yeah. like, hey, let's go and save people. It's yeah, like, exactly. let's go and help them to help themselves. Education and its tools. Yeah. So for me, it was um, the biggest killer, um, bigger than malaria in that, that, that region, is um, was smoke. People were inhaling smoke. Yeah, yeah, in, they, within the houses. Yeah. Living inside the in, in houses dioxide. where with the, you know, yeah, the carbon dioxide would absolutely ruin them mm. and they would die a horrible and early death yeah so they put they put flumes in really simple to make flumes so you could go into a community and educate somebody how to make these flumes with the here's the materials and then everybody could live in and carry on cooking as they were and heating their homes but without killing themselves really simple yeah 
So, like you, Kate Thornton, we're great humanitarians. So, so good. we are. So we're supporting practical action, um, and their campaign at the moment is to help the people in North Darfur, um, because they're suffering because of they had the war, obviously, and then they have climate change, which means they've got all this land that's very dry, yeah. and they need irrigation, and again, practical stuff that um, just means they can build on the land and 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 grow stuff on the land, um, and so that's their big campaign, and we're supporting it. And if you give to practical action now, before the 9th of March. It will be match funded matched by yeah. the the government. Now I've Which done is the amazing. Maths. Now hang on, here now we I've go. I've done the maths. Now <laughs> now you this. had a problem with gift matching the last time we talked about this. So Basically. so say I give the tenner, what will you gift match? Uh, so the government will give another tenner. Is that right? Yeah, you've done it, mate. You've got so it. It's really simple. It's, it's 50-50 match. It's really simple, isn't it, Kate Thornton? Yeah. It's really simple. Match funding so is simple. good. You'd think it would be hard to understand. How no, on the last no, when you call it match funding, it means that they will match what you contribute. They match the funding, isn't That's it? it. Match the funding. Helen, honestly, it's so straightforward. Don't yeah, we yes. give them the URLs? Give them the URLs, yes. Oh, my God. Is it the 90s? Yeah. It's practicalaction.org slash turn hyphen the hyphen tables. Catchy. I see what they've done there. Turn the tables. Or just Google practical action, action. turn the tables. And we we will do links in the podcast notes. As will I. As will I. As they say in in the gram world, I'll post the shit out of it. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you will. We love you, practical action. Thank you very much. Yes. All right. Now, it's nearly the end of the podcast. It feels like it's been going on for at least six hours. Anyway, but we like to end the podcast with a scummy mummy confession. Don't Go on, it. yeah. Fess all right, up. all right. Should I, should, do you want me to start? Please do. Uh, so I was reading. <laughs> uh, do we spew or poo? I mean, you decide. Oh, both. both. All right. Okay. The thing is, I recently went to Australia. I came back last Friday. Has a jet lag. Oh fuck. And how, more importantly, so how, how are your family? They're okay. So I am at least a couple of hundred miles from the fires, but there were it, towards the end of my stay, I woke up and could taste burnt mm. in my mouth like mm. the the smoke is so intense the we were hun- yeah hundreds of miles from it but you couldn't see um there was wasn't much visibility because there was so much haze and so much smoke in the air and it felt like a, t- a tree was on fire next to our house um i've had friends away. who just survived because the wind changed uh, and they were evacuated and had to spend nights in like a local sports hall you know sleeping on a beach towel and my mum was at church last Sunday and the woman behind her was just sobbing uncontrollably because her family home of four generations had been burnt to the ground. Yeah. But it's yeah. horrific and my heart goes out to, yeah. I mean, it breaks to see the world on fire. Yeah, no, it was it was extraordinary to be there because I was there for three weeks and that I just arrived and only the, the Sydney fires were happening and then, yeah, everything just kind of... Lit. Uh, yeah. I haven't stopped donating, but that doesn't mm. that doesn't help. It just makes me feel better about a shit situation. No, exactly. No, and, and you know, there's been amazing kind of prominent Australians, you know, like your Celeste Barber, who is... Oh, 30 million and counting. Brilliant. Yeah, Good on exactly. Her. And your Kylie's and And your, the Minogues. And the Minogues. Exactly right. Lovely family. Oh, dear, Ian, dear. Ian's my favourite. Ian Minogue. He's... <laughs> Can I, should I tell my... Oh, no, no. Anyway, I've got... Uh, Kylie has a house not far from my parents. I was very excited. I knew she was close, but we, we didn't, we didn't did you, meet. Did you feel her? No, no, I just she felt She saw her. a parcel in the post office that said Minogue on it. That's the whole story. That's the, the whole that's story it. is that no, I went to the post that's office. That's how it ends. The post office. I went to the post office. No, did, my you parents to tell it. I've just told it. That's the story. You went to the post office. There's a parcel with Minogue written on it. That's the end of the Kylie story. Kylie lives near my parents. There's that's... no more details than needed to... Well... <laughs> From tragedy to <laughs> scummy mummy confessions. Yeah, anyway, all right. Up. Let's okay. Do you edit move. this, by the way? Oh, just yeah. Put it out God, yeah. No, oh, no, God, no. no. Yeah. God like, for that. We'll probably just cut you out entirely. Brilliant. <laughs> I'd love that. 
<laughs> anyway, so um, so I had arrived in Australia, and I was like, right, I really need some time out, as as every mother does, because uh, I'd spent the entire um, a plane journey. My daughter was sick the whole time. You mean you weren't up front and she wasn't up back? <laughs> no, no, Jeez. no. Sorry, Kirsty Olson. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so I said, look, I'm going to I'm gonna have a bath because I don't really have a bath in London. Uh, I took, took it my Kindle. I was in the bath for two minutes. My daughter comes into the, the bathroom and said, Mommy, I need to do a poo. Mm. She Standard. lays a fucking cable uh, and then <laughs> so, so stinky. And then my husband comes in going, what have you done? And and he said, oh, my God, she's blocked the toilet. He's, he's like doing this Wait, tapping is this in the hotel is this in the this is my mother's house my mother's house, oh, my this, mother's is, house. this is your mum's house oh, this, this is my time out Kate uh, and she, he's tapping it the, the, the poo is not leaving my son comes in so there's now four people in the bathroom me in the bath my daughter laying like the biggest log known to humanity my husband baffled by the size of said log and then my son goes oh you're in the bath he starts taking off his clothes he wants to hop in the bath with me yeah right and then my husband because he's an engineer is like I think we need to solve this problem it's like trying to like oh. dislodge the shit and I'm like he's like on this the phone is- to practical action going <laughs> We need a solution. Sanitary needs. We need the opposite of irrigation, basically. That's what we need. How do you de-irrigate a toilet? This is Christmas Eve, right? And my mum... Christmas Eve. Yeah, we're going to have all the family over. This is the toilet that we all need to use. Matilda's blocked it. Anyway, and so after a long time of Will and I, like, poking it with things, my mum... 77 years old she's she's been through she's had five children many grandchildren she comes in one hand gets in oh. puts her hand in the toilet <laughs> pulls the massive shit out with her oh. own hands like just get on with it pulls it out flushes it off washes her hand is like and then stuff the turkey <laughs> <laughs> makes the sausage rolls and we're all done oh, oh my god oh, that's a lovely story Isn't that's it? beautiful oh. that how's your Christmas case <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I thought a broken back was bad. <laughs> oh. but yeah, you, yeah, you win. Yeah. Now, do you, do you have a scummy mummy confession? <laughs> I mean, for I'm, us? I'm, I'm, I've set the bar high, but that's yeah. really high. What, yeah. like a parenting moment? Yes, yeah, a scummy mummy. So, so I used to take my son as a, as a result of being born prematurely, as I know your son was, Eric, uh, suffered with severe reflux. Uh, did your son have that? Uh, no, he just he just got a bonky eye, but it seems to be all right now. So. Oh, that's There's good. always something, though. There's always There's something. Always something. Yeah. So reflux means that you're really susceptible to just throwing up constantly. So, um, you know, East Dulwich uh, Leisure Centre, the swimming yes, baths. Yes. So, yeah, I was determined that, my, you know, my son had it in his head from the moment he could walk that he could swim, and he couldn't. So I had to <laughs> teach him to swim. It was like, it's, it was a life or death scenario. So we go to the local swimming baths, literally picking them up from the school gates. You're legging it across town. You're you're sweating. You're, you're just, they don't want to swim. They just want to have a Twix or something. And you're like, no, you can't have Twix. You've got to have a raisin. You can't have that until you've done your swimming because you might throw up anyway. Blah, blah. And it's all the hot hell. It is. Right? And then they get nasty. you get in. They get in the pool and you think, oh, thank God. <sighs> and you sit down and then somebody goes, and it, yeah, every time my son <gasps> threw up. Oh. Which meant that not evacuate, evacuate. everybody out. Oh. And you know that at least 60 parents are in attendance who've been through the same hot, sweaty hell yeah. that you've just been through. And your child is responsible for evacuating. TV oh. Kate Thornton's son has evacuated the pool. TV yeah. Kate And the worst Thornton. of it is, exactly, I'm yeah. off the telly. Yeah. yeah. So some people can just disguise their shame. I'm Dermot like, wouldn't God. have done this. Dermot would not have done <laughs> this. Dermot would not have done this. Mainly because he doesn't have kids. <laughs> 
He does not know. Holly Mers and Caroline Flack <laughs> might have done this, but let's but not talk about don't it have now. Kids. Let's not talk about it now. <laughs> One, the first time it happened, and it happened many times. Yeah. In the end, we had to go somewhere else, mm. and he learned to swim, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but I'm literally what, trying, to I'm trying to scoop. <laughs> hey, the the yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to scoop the sick out with my hands, going, "It's fine, okay. it's fine." And they're like, "No, no, no, no. no it's, we've it's got to chemi- chemically treat it." And and then they'd keep like two lanes free for these wonderful older people that were there. To, they loved their swimming. You could see that, and they, even they were being hooked out of the pool because oh. my sons thrown up because so. of your selfishness so yeah I mean not quite as, as elaborate as no, your huge your log mother, no but um, it only affected a small number of people Kate, yeah I literally wiped out a community of swimmers <laughs> oh my god uh, right oh. on your doorstep well there we go oh my god thank you very much Kate oh Thorpe. pleasure thank you so much thank you for coming well, so do, your podcast me... White Wine Question Time available on all the things presumably all the things all the things all the things uh, so and where can people follow you Kate um, I'm on Instagram as oh god this sounds terrible as the Kate Thornton only because there's an Australian weather presenter who's already got Kate Oops, Thornton yes or I'm on Twitter at Kate to be honest eight. that's who I thought we were having on I'm a little bit disappointed I'm sorry about that right, here we are we're screw here all the meteorology it. material yeah, she I've is got. well busy right now <laughs> and yeah on Twitter I'm K8 underscore Thornton because I made out years ago and didn't realise you could make it simpler than that the end Oh, it was a different time. It was. No, <laughs> it was time. We are at Scummy Mummies, obviously, on all the things. That's right, and our book is still, still in print. print. And we are on a mega tour in 2020. All dates uh, and information is at scummymummies.com. Please rate, re- re- oh God, I've had too much wine. Rate, review, and subscribe. That is a hard thing to say. And go and see them. They're, they're, super, they're, they're super funny. Oh, we, we do all right. We do all right. Now, you're really good. You're really, really good. Very now, don't be modest. I think take the praise, honestly. Thank you, TV's Kate Thornton. They're, they're I, really I good. Can take the praise all day long. <laughs> Well, I was giving it Thank to Helen. Praise me um, all over my face, Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I'll mind if you get it in my hair. Oh, <laughs> my God. There she is. There we go. And, of course, Practical Action. Just Google it. Just Google Just it. Go- practical Action. Give them some money. They're good. They're- Google Practical Action. Turn the tables. And, honestly, you can be a really small part of a big solution. Yeah. They're absolutely excellent. Your and money will go to great things. Give them some money. You will feel like a great humanitarian all day. Yeah, That's my got- promise to you. And the government match it. It's really good. Yes, so you yeah. give a pound. Like for like. Yeah. There you go. Ten Ellen pounds got plus it. ten pounds. Yeah. Pound You're welcome, Abby Wells. At least the- <laughs> Gabby Bells, I think Gabby you mean. Oh, oh, amazing scenes. All right. We Thank you, ladies. Thank you, Kate. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay. Round of applause. Oh, my God. We've been filming forever. Yay. And also recording. <laughs> <laughs> But is there is there a big bucket list thing? Do you secret? Is there a thing that like? Oh god, yeah, it doesn't yeah. end, and it just I just keep writing into it, you know. Yeah. What's, what's, wanna... If you could, do, if I said to you, right, you've got what? You've got one bucket list thing. What what would it be? I would book a ticket around the world with my closest, nearest, and dearest, and we would travel and we would experience everything that we cost possibly could. And amazing. And I want to go anywhere where there is anything that looks like you know tourism i want to go and see the world feel the world experience other cultures for me now if i if money was no object and time was was on my side i would take a year out with the people that i love most and we would go and we would go and taste everything experience everything swim in every ocean um yeah climb every mountain well, you live in Dulwich. I live in Catford. Listen, if you want to experience a different side of life, just I'll meet you at the Horniman. 
come over the no. hill. We'll go, we'll go for lunch in Peckham, I'll yeah? The, I'll meet you with the Catford Weatherspoons, then you'll understand. I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's a good pub. I popped in to use the loo. <laughs> Hi, this is Bachelor Clues from Game of Roses, of course, and I want to talk about Club Med. Everybody knows Club Med has been the pioneer of the all-inclusive resort since 1950 with almost 70 resorts worldwide, ranging from beachside destinations in the Caribbean and Mexico to exotic locations like the Maldives and Morocco, or even the mountain destinations like Japan and the European Alps. Dine on delicious gourmet cuisine, enjoy more than 20 activities, and make memories with your family. For more information, visit clubmed.us or call 1-800-CLUB-MED or your travel advisor.